0: Welcome into ATL Day 1s with Jarvis and Tanitra. Coming up on today's show, do it for the Vines. ain't going to do it. Do it for the Vines. I ain't going to do it.
1: <laughs> How do I even follow up on that, family? But anyway, I am going to follow up right on our way to Flowery Branch where, hey, number one, preseason does matter. And number two, I think the Falcons have finally solved their old line issues all the way through the depth chart.
0: And last but not least, and for the culture, what do you mean Waffle House is about to close? It's ATL Day Ones. Let's go.
1: This is ATL Day Ones, part of Locked On Sports Atlanta, and it starts now.
0: I want to start by saying thank you for making ATL Day Ones your first listen of the day. Remember, we are free and available wherever you download your podcast. And wherever you download your podcast, make sure that you leave us a five star review. Really appreciate that from you in advance. ATL Day Ones, a part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Coming up in nine minutes, the Falcons filled a hole. We'll talk about what hole that was. But first, we got to talk about the Atlanta Braves last night. They made the right decision, T, by bringing up Darius Vines. Yes, that's what I was talking about. I know y'all were trying to wonder, like, what do you mean do it for the Vine? I'm talking about Darius Vines. Yes, T, the number 10 prospect in the Braves farm system. He got it done. And when you think about what the Braves have gone through this year, T, when you, those guys have started 16 different pitchers. So we know they've been dealing with a lot of injuries, And but I think the 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 safe space that you can get into when the Braves going through all of these injuries is to know that hey Alex Anthopoulos has a plan and they made the right decision last night by bringing it up Darius Vines and he did that return on gave them that return on their investment immediately by giving them a quality start.
1: Yeah, and we really were looking to see what it would be for them because we knew that Brian Sticker was strategizing. He wanted to Mm -hmm. make sure that he had Strider that he had Freed. Morton and elder in place to go up against the Dodgers best because literally there are just four games between those teams, not just at the top of the national league, but those are the top two teams in all of baseball record wise. So he wanted to make sure that he had the right guns on the mound heading into LA. So you put Darius vines on the mound and you're thinking, okay, all right, you know, they've already won the series season series. They've also won this particular series. No. You're talking about a team in Colorado Rockies that you still want to grab that game because that could send you into LA, not up by four games, right? That could send you into LA, potentially only up three games. So it really was one where we're thinking that, you know, hey, bats come through because you're going to have to give this rookie, he's making his debut in the majors, going to have to give this guy something to work with. But you know what? The Braves didn't really have to give him anything to work with because he was fine all on his own because Kevin Pillar hit that solo shot, but before that, the Braves' offense was pretty quiet. He right. sat him down one, two, three in the first inning. But this shouldn't be a surprise to anybody because this is a guy who, between single A and double A, player of the month, player of the week, accolades on top of accolades, command, maturity, control, everything that you want to hear about yep. a guy starting his a major league debut in what could be called a crucial game. Relative to how it would impact the Dodgers series. So, yeah, as as we always say, and as we always hear from the Braves, can you give us six quality innings? And Darius Vines gave the Braves six quality innings. He got four strikeouts. He kept the, the bases on balls low. It was just a really, really good outing. Only two earned runs. And if you can walk away with that type of efficient outing, wow. Seems like the farm system is plenty okay to me.
0: Yeah, it, 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 the covers aren't bare as as they like to like to always kind of bring up when when uh trade season comes around, it seems like yeah. oh yeah the Braves covered this bear. They don't have anything. You know? Well, yes they do. Uh, <laughs> I think Darius answered that question uh, or answered that uh that 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 notion for sure last night, and we would definitely appreciate him for that because you know like yeah. I said, this is this Dodger series is really important, and we understand like what the Braves are trying to do. They want to be able to um have the Dodgers come see down to Atlanta. Uh yeah. We want to be at home for that for that series for sure. Um sure. and we and I, and another thing though to you, I, I think about Vines is like just the emotional part of it, right? Like yeah. I that's just gotta be super super cool to have mom in the stands just kind of you know watching you making your debut and And just you start i know there were so many things that were going through his head even when he was getting ready to before he made his first pitch you kind of see him kind of take a little pause and i'm just like man i can only imagine what he's thinking about at that moment so but yeah it was just so cool to just see not only for him to perform well but just kind of see him kind of take in the moment and see mom up there in the stands as well it was just really cool to see
1: yeah like he said um and you know, that I thought was special too, where he said his dad, it would have been great if his dad could have seen him. And, you know, sometimes that's yeah. kind of a melancholy moment too, where you have to pause and you kind of have to. Con- control yourself and kind of regain your composure when you Indeed. think about who's there, but also who's not there. So yeah. again, the maturity, the composure, the control all was still able to be there while at the same time, he allowed himself to feel his feelings and be in the moment and then all across that entire game, because man, that was still an amazing game. We still saw. Yeah. Ronald Acuna Jr. Didn't have a leadoff hit or a leadoff home run rather, but man, what an incredible grab when the Rockies were threatening and the game stayed 3-1. That's the kind yeah. of thing you need whenever that team is lurking and maybe your pitcher is starting to kind of slow down, if you will. Perfect. And then you saw what Orlando RC was able to do. Braves with 250 home runs, a season record. Uh, are we in September yet? No. So that also was phenomenal. I like the way we saw those bats working last night. Two out of three games in this series, but even your pitching staff has gotten it done. And even when your bullpen kind of, you know, gave away a couple runs, settled down, or run, settled down, settled down. Everybody did and everything was fine. I think the mindset, Jarvis, that we saw across this entire series and even before that, because you could say 16 wins in 21 games or eight wins in 11 games or seven, what is it, seven of the last eight, all of those things, to me, just one word, it indicate consistency. And that's what we've been looking for in the Braves for a while now after the All-Star break. I think they're ready. You
0: yeah, I, I think they're ready, too, because when you, there are some, some interesting things. Like, just the history of this season, like, what? Ronald Acuna is on the brink of, you yeah. know, in the, being the first ever 30-60 guy. We know he's going to break it at some point. And yes. then for them to break the franchise record, like you mentioned, 250 home runs, they needed three coming in. It was it – was, they it needed three home runs coming in to break the record, but just for them to be able to get it. And it's coming from guys like – Kevin Pillar, yes, uh, yes. Marcelo Zuna, and Orlando arcia Like, that's not like, those aren't like the, the stars. Like, yeah. those aren't even the, the guys that we depend right. on night in and night out. So for the Braves to be able to do this, you know, it, it just kind of makes sense that they're going to be ready to go up against the Dodgers. It makes sense that they're going to go out there and win that series. And that's kind of where I am going into the the series against the uh, uh, Los Angeles Dodgers. I really Mm -hmm. feel like the Braves are really going to do what they need to do. They're going to handle business, I feel.
1: I think so, too. And I think that there is a level of maturity that we're starting to see. And you just mentioned something that I don't know that we've talked about a whole heck of a lot. But there's something to be said about a hunger, if you will. Because Ronald Acuna Jr. was on the World Series championship team. But he was not a critical part in the actual run in the postseason itself because of injury Yes, that plays in the back of your mind when, you know, you are arguably the best player in baseball, but you could not contribute in the way that you wanted to in that particular season in those critical moments. So I have a sneaking suspicion that he's on mission. That he's on mission that he's on mission and it's, there's something about it. And you know, Jarvis having played at a pro level, even that there's something about being on mission and feeling like there's unfinished business. So there may not be unfinished business for everybody up and down that roster, but number 13, I think something about that. I don't know. We'll see what happens after this entire series. Right. But even if we don't see him have this monster series, if you will, Fine. I still think he's MVP caliber, but I wouldn't be shocked, Jarvis, if we see a monster series from him because he he hears that commentary about Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman, and he knows that he wanted to be right there when they went on that World Series run, but wasn't there. I'm telling you, that's one thing I, I want us to watch out for as well in these uh, final what 29 games.
0: Yeah, yeah, and I'm I'm wholeheartedly with you because I I really believe that. Ronald Acuña has stepped into a leadership role. Uh, you you yes. mentioned it. You touched on it yesterday, but I really feel like that that needs to be brought out and said over and over and over again because if you just look at the how this team is the light, they like to have fun. You know, the guys out there and dancing at in the outfield after games and stuff like yes. that. Like that stuff comes from nephew Ronnie. That's yes. who he is, and yes. I think that leading this by is example. Yes. yes, he's leading by examples. Like, hey, we can. He'll be serious and go out there and kick everybody behind. But we're gonna have some fun while we do it. Yes. Let's do that. So I, I think that for for the team, this team to take on his identity, mm-hmm. you know, and, and, and kind of roll like that. And I really feel like this team is, like I said, it's something about being on mission. I, I think you're definitely onto something right there. This, this Braves team is on mission, and I think it's being led by Ronald Acuian. Gotta let you know that this episode of ATL Day Ones is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook. It is the number one sportsbook in America, folks. What are you waiting on? Because guess what? NFL season is here, and FanDuel has a very, very special thing for all the new customers. Guess what? What is it? Jarvis, the new customers, can bet $5 and get 200 in bonus bets guaranteed. Yes, all you gotta do is bet $5. You get 200 in bonus bets plus all customers who bet $5 will get $100 off an NFL Sunday ticket from YouTube and YouTube TV. Guess what that means? You can watch the Falcons wherever the hell you want. So yes, make sure you go to FanDuel and check them out. And guess what you can do with those bonus bets? You can put you can bet on the money line, you can bet on the over/unders, you can play on player props, all of that stuff is right there. And the app is super safe. Super easy to use. You don't have to worry about anybody getting information. So all you got to do is head to Fandu.com slash locked on and kick off the NFL season with the offer you don't want to miss because Fandu is the official sportsbook betting partner of the National Football League.
1: So yes, the Falcons narrowed their roster down Tuesday to 53, but we kind of knew they would continue to make moves, right? So we know, of course, they've released Josh Miles and we know, of course, that they picked up Isaiah Prince. And this has been an offensive line. If you take Jack, Jake Matthews away, if you take Chris Lindstrom away, and if you take Caleb McGarry away, every other position pretty much has been like moving chairs, musical chairs, moving parts, etc. cetera. But now it seems like it's starting to kind of stabilize, right? And mm-hmm. um, that's that's a good thing when you think about the fact that there are also moving parts in the way of a new quarterback, a new RB1, and some returning parts. At wide receiver, right? But the most important thing about that is to have the depth. That has been the name of the game for the Falcons this entire offseason. So when you look at a guy like Isaiah Prince, who's kind of known to have that skill set of being able to be a swing tackle, that to me looks like a bear, again going in a positive direction trending up for that o-line and saying to us how important is it to have that kind of guy come on this squad and give the falcons both the versatility and the depth that they have sorely needed on the o-line for more years than we can even count
0: yeah i, I think that when this is the prime example of Hey, we're going to give the guys that we have on our roster an opportunity to win a job yes. i.e Tyler Jalen yep. Mayfield, you know what I'm saying like that's but they, they got ample opportunity to be able Absolutely. to you know win that, that swing tackle spot and they just weren't able to get it done and this yeah. is what I continue to I will continue to say this and I will say it till I'm blue in the face until people start listening and grasping this concept. This regime is different from the last because, like you said, their last regime, they probably would have rolled it out, kind of figured it out, and then next thing you know, somebody would have got hurt, and then here we are looking at Jalen Mayfield on the field again being thrust into a situation that he's clearly not prepared for, and that's what we don't want to see, right? So I think that Arthur Smith and Terry Fondo, they went out and got Isaiah, a guy like Isaiah Prince, a 6'7 tackle, guy who can play both sides and, and potentially – but you hope you don't have to use them, right? Yeah. That's the yeah. that's that's the hope because, like, given the offensive line for the Falcons right now, Drew Dahlman, uh, solid, you yeah. know, Chris Lindstrom, you know, all pro level, <laughs> yeah. probably the arguably best the guard, best arguably the best position. guard in the NFL. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. You know, Kaden Bagari, okay, he's. Solid. He earned a, a second contract with a team. That means that means something. And mm-hmm. then you got the guy, Mr. Stability himself, and Jake Matthews. Yes. And then you got the rook coming in, Matthew Bergeron. That's the yes. question mark, right? Yeah. But I really feel like he's going to be able to be a solid guy for you. Indeed. I really feel he's going to be a guy that you're not going to be hearing his name called too much because he's just getting beat consistently. Yes. I really feel like he's going to be a guy that's going to settle in. He's going to be allowed mm-hmm. to settle in to that spot because of what you have going on around him and because of his skill set as well. So right. I, and I Matt think Hennessy, that,
1: when he comes back, you hope you've got good, you know, that he's progressed as well. So, yeah, you're right.
0: Yeah, so I, I think that Arthur Smith and Terry Fontenot Going out and get a guy like Isaiah Prince, it doesn't just mean that, hey, they feel that swing tackle spot. I just mean, it just means for me that they are continuing to fill spots where it's needed if the guys that they have brought in to get those jobs aren't getting it done. And I absolutely love that because yeah. you don't have time right now going into your third year of your third year plan. We found out there was a three year plan, right? Mm-hmm. Arthur Blank kind of spilled the beans on that. So yep. their three year plan has to work because. Like, you've been winning seven games with not enough money to spend from a salary cap standpoint. It's time to, it's time to pay the piper. It's, yeah. time to, it's time to get into some, some serious conversation as far as winning the division and going into the playoffs.
1: Oh, I agree. I agree. This to me is a win the division situation because, like you said, it's kind of a perfect storm, right? Right. They hit in in the draft, we believe, from all of what you can see, and not only what you can see, but what the veterans are saying about the rookies, right? When you hear Chris Lindstrom giving so many kudos to Matthew Bergeron, that's a good look, right? Or if you see that Calais Campbell is taking Zach Harrison under his wing and giving positive feedback about him, those are the types of things. And we'll talk about another rookie in a minute who is bringing some really great returns too that a lot of people are really excited about. So you hit in the draft, it, it appears that that's going to be a positive for you. You finally had your opportunity to open up the purse strings in free agency and you did a good job with where you went in free agency. Now to make it a perfect storm in that triumvirate, if you will, you also have a division I'm going to call shaky at best. Like, this is your opportunity to Fair.
0: see. <laughs> this is your Fair. opportunity to see. <laughs> okay, you all get that. Fair. <laughs>
1: so, And, you know, I had an opportunity just here and there, and I know it's preseason, but I had an opportunity to watch everybody in this division, every team in this division during the preseason. And I'm like, yeah. Tell me why in the world there shouldn't be a conversation for the Falcons to be the NFC South division champs at the end of the season And have a return finally to the postseason because, again, all three of those things, that perfect storm is happening for them. And, of course, barring injury, they should be good to go. But we've seen that they also move quickly, A, to ensure that if there is an issue like that, they've got backup, i.e. Isaiah Prince. Or B, we don't quite know yet what the deal is, but we know they brought in Malcolm Butler for a tryout. So there's a thought on, hey, if they know something that we don't know and they're projecting the first four to six weeks, they're already trying to shore things up to make sure they are good. But speaking of that rookie class and the importance of preseason as well, we were at those preseason games. You went to both of the home games. I was able to catch that last one and we had our eye on certain people, right? And mm-hmm. one of those guys was DeMarco Hellums because we've been he he been progressing kind of quietly, right? Kind of under the radar, but really, really had himself a nice preseason. And that really showed what he has the possibility of doing, whether that's on the defense or whether that's on special teams. But it's one of those situations where we can't go back and change it. The Falcons made the decision they made in terms of the ones and sitting the ones, but when you see someone like Demarco Hellens make a case for himself, there's something to be said about the importance of preseason, right?
0: It's it's beautiful. It's beautiful because when you think about you know a guy that you know was drafted in the seventh round, uh, you don't guarantee the spot just because they pick you, and, and a lot of times like when you are. You know, just talking to different guys and kind of going through, you know, semi going through that process when I was playing. Like, if you're still sitting around that late in the draft, you almost don't want teams to draft you because more than likely, like, if you look at this, look at the safeties that were that were on this team. T like you had a, a starter who's basically going to be your third safety and Jalen Hawkins, and then you got Richard Grant, and then you got paid all this money for to bring in a guy like Jesse Bates. So, and Jalen Hawkins played a lot of – he started a lot of games for you last year. Mm-hmm. Richie Grant, he's a second-round pick. He's yep. a guy that you know they're going to figure out how to keep him on the field oh, from a starting yeah. standpoint. So all those, those factors come into play. The odds were against DeMarco. But yes. like, like like Arthur Smith said, like he just continued to make plays when the lights were on. And yeah. I got a chance to talk to DeMarco in the spring and You can just kind of get vibes from a, a certain cats because – there was a certain uh, a level of humility that was there and because there was a certain level of thankfulness too yeah. that he had to nick saban as far as to, to getting him where he is right now mm-hmm. which is on a 53-man roster as a seventh round pick yes. so that says yeah. a lot about the teaching that he had before he came in here and it says a lot about the person the type of person that he is to be able to take on that challenge saying you know what I'm going to make this squad. I know y'all drafted me, but I'm going to go go out here and force you guys to put me on this 53-man roster. Yeah. And for a story like this to come about, T, like, I don't want to hear anything about what people say as far as preseason doesn't matter. It does matter. It doesn't matter because you don't know the names on the back of the jerseys that are out there. Yeah. Okay. I give you that. However... Mm -hmm. It matters for these cats who are out here trying to make a team and trying to get onto a squad and make some money for themselves. And I've kudos to DeMarco Helens for taking advantage of that, of that opportunity for sure.
1: Yeah, and he reminds me of a guy by the name of Avery Williams, who, while not a seventh rounder, was still a late rounder and just mm-hmm. kept chugging away, just kept chugging away and showing his versatility. And how many times did we see them uh, as Terry uh, Fontenot and Arthur Smith say, hey, look, we could probably put this guy here, there or wherever. Right. And mm-hmm. everywhere. We're they found finding a way.
0: Exactly. So get him on the field. They find <laughs> a way him. to get Force him on Force your hand. Force the coach's yes. hand to put you on the field. Like, yes. I'm telling and, and you, I love there it. it is.
1: And that's I love it. it. They found a way to put him on the field because he forced their hand by his play. He forced yes. their hand by his willingness to do things and actually deliver. So, whether that was. On special teams, which he just we just saw growth like exponential growth. And then when they had to throw him into the running back room, he was good there as well. So he's a guy, while you know they won't have an opportunity in all likelihood to to utilize his services this year, he probably is done for the year, unless he comes back in the postseason, but whatever. (laughs) But ultimately speaking, those are the examples to say, hey, the preseason is important. In a number of ways, one of which is, hey, if we throw you in different situations at different positions, what exactly is it that you're able to bring to the table? Because versatility is key. So, yeah, love that uh, DeMarco Hellams is one of those, like you said, success stories. And I feel like we're about to see one of those Avery Williams type stories again. But we will, of course, keep you guys posted on the progress up at Flowery Branch, of course, so far they have filled 14 of their 16 practice squad positions with players like you mentioned. Tyler Rabel, Micah Abernathy and some of the guys, Timmy Horn, some of the guys yes. we thought, hmm, they're gone, but they'll probably yeah. come back. And uh, Parker yes. Hesse, I think, is on that practice squad too. as well. So we, yes. Yeah, We kind of knew that they would probably land on that squad and could have an opportunity to come back to this roster at some point in the season. What are you guys thoughts? I mean, do you like the move to pick up? Isaiah Prince, do you like the fact that DeMarco Helms made that 53-man roster? Every dayers, you know what to do. Let us know about dropping a line in the chat on YouTube. And, of course, we appreciate you for rocking with ATL Day Ones from Day One. So, tell everybody else to do the same and download us wherever you get your podcasts.
0: But, T, this is for the culture. It is the intersection between sports, entertainment, the culture, and sometimes whatever the hell we want to talk about. Because that's just how we get down on this show. Today is no different. T, when you think about Waffle House, you think about... Always being open. That sign is always on. It's always lit. You see that yellow and black, you know, coloring of the, of the building. I just get excited at 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. I don't know about you, but, you know, 24-7, 365 days a year, that's just what they're known for Uh, up until now. Because we know Hurricane Adalia is about to get ready to touch down, T, and they're talking about they might be closing several stores. So I think this may... Tell you about how serious this thing is. If Waffle House is thinking about shutting it down,
1: I know. Like that's that's unheard of. That that's almost like Walmart when it closes, right? And you're like, well, wait a minute. You you don't want to at least open a couple hours just so we can get that last like dozen of eggs or get that last minute Christmas gift because that's like the only time they close, right? So yeah, Mm -hmm. when I saw that article, I was like, oh my goodness, like Waffle House. That that store must be serious. And it's interesting because it's now like been reduced to or downgraded to tropical storm but it's because of the surges that's the biggest yeah. thing and i can recall right. of course that's the biggest challenge that was the biggest challenge in new orleans for hurricane katrina it's not always what happens during the hurricane or where the eye touches down it's that surge and that aftermath right so i guess right. they figure you know what if you want an all star you'll have to get it elsewhere because we don't have one for you not today
0: yeah. yeah like it's it's so it's so weird because those are one of the, those are like some of the things that you talk about like being like a staple in the community and a lot of people that work there, you know, like, what are they going to do? Like most of the time I don't think they have enough benefits to, you to sit up here and have to take days off and stuff like that. No. People need that money to be able to, you know, survive it and, you know, yeah. take care of themselves. So that's the unfortunate side of it, it when is. you, when you, yeah. when you think about, you know, all of these things that are going on. But like you said, the safety comes first. Like, yeah. you know, you're not going to, nobody's going to be able to make any money if you're, that thing, God forbid, that thing come do and, and sweep that store off its doggone out of the roots or whatever. Right. So uh, I think that, you know, this is the right decision by, by the Waffle House folks. But yes. real quick, though, got to talk about last night. So, you know, for those you don't know, you know, T and I, you know, we get out from time to time, you know, get out in the streets and do our little thing. And uh, just so come, happen to find out that uh, last night Atlanta United... Had a match against Cincinnati, and we were yeah. up there kicking it. And then next thing you know, I get a text from like, hey, uh sir, uh, where are you? And I'm just like, um, I'm up here, you know, with, with big bro, you know, you know, not, not the flex or anything. We were in the Home Depot suite. My, my brother's kind of big deal over at Home Depot. So we were out there kind of kicking it up in the suite, tea. Come to find out, you were out here doing the HBCU night celebration situation. Yeah, and we
1: were in, I believe, the Coca-Cola suite, so. Okay. Yes, that's a flex, too.
0: Oh, let a flex. Flex and flex. Yeah, exactly. We can one up there. Well, yes. I tell you,
1: the, the Mercedes Benz Stadium is an experience. I, I tell you, whether you are in the press box Absolutely. for the Falcons like we are, or whether you're in one of the suites like both of us were for United last night. And what a great match. I mean, last 15 minutes, it's tough. You give away, you can see two goals and unfortunately kind of give away the match. But United still played a heck of a match all the way through and it was it's just an entertaining thing i was talking to the marketing and sales coordinator sydney cruz and i was telling her how number one this is an experience that i always tell everybody else about like yes braves awesome awesome hbc night, dream awesome hbc night, and of course yes the hawks created the blueprint for it no question but mm-hmm. united is an experience and i said hey listen we're gonna start putting this information out there because we were there of course at xavier university of louisiana uh, howard university was in the building as well we also saw some of our folks from clark atlanta and i said hey we want to wear-
0: repping my shirt too i yeah, had my albany you state pray. shirt on you know
1: i saying? saw a couple oh, of albany yeah. state guys there too yeah, so yeah, shout out yeah, to yeah. you guys as well yeah, because yeah. yeah we were really in the building working and i really appreciate what it is that the United staff is trying to do because also they sent us a kit here at 92.9 The Game at my radio station. I saw it. Yeah, they were from Atlanta Influences, everything, and they are sweet. They are sweet, sweet. So yeah, thanks so much to United for the club just kind of rolling out the red carpet. Food was amazing as always, and yeah, it was just great to fellowship. And of course, like we said, United didn't quite get the result it wanted, but good to see them back in the stride because this is still, they played three clubs that are at the top of the supporter shield race and they hung with them. So I think that's a good thing for uh, Atlanta sports overall, but Hey, it's always good. Whenever Atlanta does anything good on the field, off the field, around the field, and all points in between, that's what we're looking for tonight. They are not here in the A, but of course they are in LA. The Braves are four game series, pivotal one, right drivers? Because these are the yes. two top two teams in all of major league baseball, at least record wise. And some would say even the quality of play. So Spencer Strider, Lance Lynn, about to get it on in game one tonight. Of course, Jarvis and I are going to bring it back to you tomorrow and talk all things Braves. We got some Falcons reaction to more practice squad individuals, who they add, who they release, and anything about sports in Atlanta. You got it right here on day ATL, day ones.
0: And make sure that you share love, show love, and most importantly, spread some doggone love.